Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. Well, good morning and praise the Lord. Uh, for those of you who don't know me online, I am Pastor Stephen Fur, one of the teaching pastors here at Garfield Memorial Church. We're one church in a bunch of locations because we're wherever we find we're finding you. That's our location. So the church is where you are, and so we are we are excited today about what God is about to do in His Word, man. If you're excited, I know you're at home. You can't see me, but give God a praise right where you are. Praise God like you would at a, at a football game or a basketball game, and give Him praise. Amen. The Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Of course, uh, we are in a series here at Garfield, uh, uh, spiritual warfare. We call it our spiritual PPE. You know, PPE is personal protection equipment. And, uh, and so in this series, we're learning to put on the whole armor of God. You know, our, our, our text reads, I'll read the text. The text reads in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren... Uh, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities and powers, against authorities and cosmic powers of this present age. And it says, put on the whole armor of God. Take up the whole arm of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as your shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts, extinguish all the flaming darts uh, of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times with all prayer and supplication. I always put verse 18 in there because I think verse 18 is probably the last piece of the army that we forget. Because once you get dressed, we'll talk about this in a second. Once you get all dressed and ready to fight, if you're in the middle of a battle, you need to have have instructions from the commander. You're in the middle of a battle. You dress to fight, but you don't know how to pray. So so prayer really is the last part of this armor. And and, uh, that's not my assignment. My assignment is to talk about the sword of the spirit. But I'm going to take some liberties here and say the sword of the spirit is the word of God praying. Is that all right? The sword of the spirit is the word of God praying. You, if you have a sword, you got to use that thing. You know, you look at some of the, the uh, folks who are in the military, and uh, they have what's called the army stuff that they fight in, and then they have the, the ceremonial garb, and, and it looks really good. I mean, I mean, they have they have these long swords, and they look wonderful, and all of that. But you know, they don't fight in that. 
That's for ceremony. And I, I'm under the conviction that the church has on ceremonial guard. We, we do church like ceremony. We preach like ceremony. And we look real good. But we ain't going to fight in that stuff. You just look good on Sunday morning. It's not going to do anything until you put that word in your mouth and put on that armor. Put on your, put on your fighting clothes and get busy with the devil. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and so, so he says to put on the whole armor of God. Now, I just want to give a few, just an overview of the entire text first. It's really set up in three ways. It says, be strong, put it on, and stand. Be strong, put it on, and stand. I want you to understand something. And we're going to go to the text and dig deeper into the sword of the spirit. But I want you to get this. God has given you what it takes to stand. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, however hard it is, God has given you what it takes to stand. This armor has already been given. This victory has already been won. You're just standing in what Jesus won. Unity has already been won. You're just standing in what Jesus won. You know, we, we mess up because we're trying to create it and make it happen. It's already happened. You need to stand in what's already done. When he walked into the sanctuary this morning and, we, you know, we're set up, you know, for, for, for the distancing thing. And, and it, it brings to mind, see, it's already set up. You can only sit where there are chairs. In God's kingdom, you can only walk with what he's walked in. We're messing up because we're trying to create our own stuff. It was his stuff, now it becomes our stuff. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was his stuff, then it became our stuff. And we messed up his stuff. Are you hearing me? So, so the Lord has already done the work. We have to do what? We have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The strength of his ability. I'm strong in what God can do. I'm limited. You know, I'm limited. I, I may walk in the spirit today. You push me the wrong button tomorrow, I might slap you and repent. I mean, I, you know, I, you know pray, pray my strength in the Lord. I mean, but, I, but I'm strong in the Lord. I, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might of what he's able to accomplish. So we put on the whole armor of God. And look, you know, the other day uh, I was at, up the street. At a, at a sub shop. I love sub sandwiches. You can probably tell that. I love them, and they love me. And so I went, I went to the sub shop, and, and they have the sandwiches up there. And uh, the cool part is you get to tell them what to put on it. And so me, I got, I, got the, I got the sacred three. Lettuce, tomato, onion, banana pepper. Lettuce, tomato, onion. I'm sorry. Lettuce, tomato, mayo, banana pepper. Beverly said that's fine. Okay, I, there's some stuff I always want on it. And if I don't get anything else, I have to get... See, but here's the deal. With the whole armor of God, it's not like a sub sandwich. It's not a Dagwood sandwich. You don't, you don't get to say, well, I don't want to deal with that sort of the spirit thing. I like the, the other part. You got to put on the whole armor or you're going out to fight and you, you're uncovered somewhere. So, so put on the whole armor. And when you put on the whole armor, guess what? You are able to stand. You are able, so, so the Lord wants you to stand. So I, I don't want you leaving here thinking, I got to do all this new stuff. No, no, you just need to remind yourself of what Jesus has done. Now, as we go through some of these, if you realize some things you don't know, you probably want to learn that. So my task today is to talk about the sword of the spirit. So what is the sword of the spirit? The scripture is clear. It says, take up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Now, it's something we need to understand. When you, in, in the original language uh, of the New Testament, which is Greek, there's really three different words for the word, word. 
Does that make sense? Three different words for the word word. Graphe, which is just the written word, like Holy Scriptures, that which is written. You have logos. Really, you know, that's a, that's a fun study. Logos is like the message through the word. It's the message that comes through the word. I call it the logic of God. You can't write down a logical argument completely. You have to work. You, you have to express it. It's the logos of God. It's a message that comes through the written. Then you have rhema. Now, this is when he says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He doesn't use graphe. He doesn't use logos. He says the sword of the spirit is the rhema of God. And rhema is the uttered word. It's the spoken word. Man, this is powerful. The sword of the spirit is a spoken word. It's not, you see, you can't hit the devil in the head with your big black Bible and, and, and push him off. You, you can't walk around waving your Bible at the devil. He'll wave one right back at you. You know, he, the devil know the Bible better than some of y'all. You know, he's he been getting beat with it throughout eternity, so he know the book, right? And so, so you can't walk around swinging your Bible around at the devil. One time we were in church, and there's this brother that was uh, out of order, as they say back in my church. He was, you know, my brother over here, no, they know he was out of order. And so someone kept on telling the preacher, hit him with the word, hit him with the word. So the preacher picked up his Bible and walked over there and hit the man with the Bible. Pow! And nothing changed. Exactly, because you can't fight the devil. Why? Because the battle is spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. So the word he uses here is rhema. It's the spoken word. And watch this. It's the sword of the spirit. It's not the sword of your education. It's not the sword of your understanding. It is what the Holy Ghost uses to push the devil out of your face. See, you know what's wrong with some of you guys. Y'all serve a wimpy little Jesus. You, 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 ever, you ever saw that movie Talladega Nights where they're all at the table eating and they're talking about Jesus and your cute little baby Jesus in your cool little clothes? That's how some people serve a little, y'all, some of y'all serve a little wimpy, little, oh, let me, I don't want to get in trouble. A little effeminate, little talk with a list Jesus. Keep tasting this. One of them Jesuses. No, no, no. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. He went down into hell and kicked the devil's tail, took his keys, whooped his tail, took his keys, came back and said, all power. And then threw the keys to the kids and said, handle my business and went and sat down. Now, you know you're a boss when you, when you throw the keys to your kids. And you sat down. You serve a, a mighty God. Uh, it's a sword of the spirit. It's what the spirit uses to deal with the devil. It's the spirit's sword. So we have to understand that it's a spoken word. And more specifically, it's a spoken word out of your mouth. It's not what I say. I mean, we can preach all good, real good if we want to. But the devil won't get out your face till you get him out your face. You got to speak the word. When you speak the word, the graphe and the logos becomes a living, uttered word, and that's what the Holy Spirit uses. Now watch this. Now it would help us to understand more concerning the Spirit if we would look at what Jesus taught concerning the work of the Spirit. Now watch this. Watch this. This is really... In my humble opinion, this is where the church struggles the most because we keep making the Holy Spirit something less than what he is or something that's just expressed 
culturally. Either he is an afterthought or, or he's just, for us Pentecostals, if you ain't talking in tongues, you don't think it's the Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit, we, yeah, you'll pray in the Holy Ghost, you'll pray in tongues, but you got to talk to each other too. <laughs> I know people talk in tongues, won't talk to each other. I don't think that's it. I, I don't think you got him. I don't think you got him. I think you got something. You got a spirit. Amen. So let's look at what the watches. So because it's the sword of the spirit, let's take a look at the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Let's take a look real quick. St. John 14 and 26. Now, this is Jesus. Now, for those of us who, if you can acknowledge, you know what? I really do need to learn more about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Where do I start? Start with what Jesus taught. The most comprehensive teaching on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit is not Acts. It is not. It is what Jesus taught. Because what happened in Acts was spoken by Jesus. So you have to go back to what Jesus said. St. John 14, 26. He says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, he, listen, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So, Work of the Holy Spirit. The, Holy, the work of the Holy Spirit is to teach you. I call it this way, to connect the dots. It's, he, he helps you connect the dots. And in this, he teaches you all things. Watch this. And he brings to your remembrance what Jesus said. Well, here you go. This is bad English, but it'll make my point. He can't bring to your remembrance something you never remembered in the first place. You got to know it in the first place. So what the Holy Spirit was doing with the apostles and what he does with the church is he brings back to you what Jesus has said. So watch this. Let's connect the dots real quick. So if I understand the graphos, the, the, the written word of God, it's the Holy Spirit that helps the written become logos. The Holy Spirit connects the dots so I can get the message through the word. But if I don't know the word, the devil ain't got nothing to fight with. So if all, listen, if all you do is got cliches, you can't fight the devil with cliches. You can't fight to the blessed and highly favored. You can't fight with that. It's cute, but it ain't in there. That's religion babble. Where we come from, we come from them old saints of God who would spend time in the presence of God and they, they casting out the devil. They say, lose here, like that. Well, they said lose here because the Holy Ghost and them said lose here. We heard them say lose here, so we said it. Well, they had power. We don't. See, see, what's rhema for me may not be rhema for you. You can't fight with my sword. Get your own sword. Get in the presence of God yourself. Find out what God has given you to fight your battle. Nobody going to fight your battle like you fight your battle. You know, you pass to pray for my son. I'll pray for him. But whose son is he? But nobody going to pray like you pray. So let the Holy Spirit do this in you. Let's move on. St. John chapter 14, 26. Listen to this. St. John 16 and 13. When the spirit of truth comes. Now notice Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will do what? He will guide you into all truth. All truth. See, if it's true, he'll guide you into all truth. All kinds of truth. Okay, for he shall not speak of his own authority, 
But whatever he, notice the Holy Spirit is a he and not a it. Whatever he hears, he will speak. Watch this. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is not spooky. This is what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. Now, what's spooky is the scripture's been here the whole time, and it's the first time you read it. That's spooky. What's spooky is that Jesus went to glory and left the administration of the church to the Holy Ghost, and you don't know him very well. That's, that, that's a problem. Because last I checked, it was his church. I don't open the doors of my church and my ministry because I ain't got no doors open. Amen. I don't got no door. I can't open the door, close the door, push you out the door. There are no doors. People say, get God out of the box. He ain't in the box. He never was in the box. He didn't relegate himself to a box. And what makes you think it's a box? Maybe it's a circle. Maybe it's a triangle. Maybe it's a cloud. Listen, listen. This is his church. He administrates his church through the spirit. Are you still listening? But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he, Holy Spirit, will declare to you things that are to come. The Holy Spirit, verse 14, he will glorify me. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. Doesn't glorify man. He's not going to glorify your organization. He's not going to glorify your ideas. Listen, it's easy to get on his side and you're trying to get him on your side. Amen. What is God saying? Well, I need to get on God's side. Amen. He'll glorify me. Watch this. For he will take of mine, this is Jesus talking, and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit reveals, declares, leads, guides into all truth. Do you see that? He will declare it to you. Then Jesus says this powerful statement. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he, the Holy Spirit, will take all that is mine and declare it to you. So if everything the Father has belongs to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will take everything that Jesus has and declare it to you. Are you seeing this? This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. So this idea of the, the, the graphe, the written word, becoming logos, and the logos becoming a, a, a sword of the Spirit is normal. This is the normal Christian life. This is how it should go. You shouldn't be trying to strain your brain. Don't even ask the question, what would Jesus do? Ask Jesus. He ain't dead. (laughs) What would Jesus do? Ask Jesus. We have to become intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit because this is a spiritual battle. And he uses the word. Jesus said it like this in St. John 6 and 63. He says, the spirit, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. For the words I have spoken to you, they are spirit. And they are life. Okay. So we got that part. What is the word? The word is the, the, the sword of the spirit is the spoken word. We see the work of the Holy Spirit in the believer. Now let's look at the sword of the spirit in action. Now me, I like watching shows. I like watching cartoons. I like watching sci-fi. I like watching the Avengers and the X-Men. So in one of the shows, I think it was called Logan. or No, it was called Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine was fighting this dude, and uh, it was a samurai. And they was trying to teach him how to use the samurai sword. 
So he got into the fight with this robotic type of creature. And so he picked up the sword with one hand and it wouldn't come, it wouldn't come alive. And he didn't understand why when everybody else picked it up, it would come, it would literally flame. And he's trying to fight this creature with this thing. And he could, watch this, this is how the Holy Spirit, he heard in his head, use two hands. Like that. And he said, yeah, use two. And as soon as he put his other hand on that sword, that sword came to life. You see how he relied, no, I ain't saying he had the Holy Ghost, but I'm preaching good here. So let me just, give me, give me some, some license here. So, so yeah, I'm going to make a point. So, so when, when, when you let the Holy Spirit tell you how to take up the word, then it becomes a sword. You can't swing it any way you want to swing it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this will help you. Uh, when, when, when they talked about the sword here, Paul is, is using the Roman soldier as a type. Now, the Roman soldier had different types of swords. He, he actually had at least two. One was what, you're, what most people think is a big broad sword, big heavy thing. Well, the big broad sword is for clearing space. It's just for clearing space. So they would swing this big broad sword, it's super long, it's heavy, and we just whacking off stuff. Okay. But the sword he uses here is called the gladius. It's called, you know, and it's a tiny little sword. It's, it's like, it's two feet. It's this big. And, and they, would, they, would, they would have it on their hip. And in the middle of battle, once they're holding a piece of ground, they would reach for this little sword. The little sword is for hand-to-hand combat. Oh, man. See, when you use the sword of the spirit, it ain't this big thing that throws you off balance. Every time you swing it, you're off balance. You throw it here, you're off balance. No, no. Is there's going to come a time when the devil's going to get in your face? The evil day will come. They're going to be trying to, he's going to be trying to make you lose your mind up in here, up in here. You're going to catch a case and pop a cap. You're going to be feeling that kind of way. And then the Holy Spirit says, grab your sword, Steve. Luke, Luke, use the force. Grab your sword, Steve. And then the Holy Spirit will bring to my spirit what thus saith the Lord. So when depression comes, they say, I'm about to take you right back where we used to talk. Let's go back to where we used to go, Steve. Remember me? Remember me from about 10 years ago? Let's go back to where we used to go. I say, the Lord is my strength, and he'll make my feet like hind feet. He'll make me to walk upon my high places. I put that word in my mouth, and I push that devil out my face. He said, you want some more? The sword of the spirit in action. The best place to, to see this is when Jesus was fighting the devil. I told you, y'all serve, some of y'all serve this little wimpy Jesus. That's why you don't want to follow him because you think he a wimp. You think he's soft. No, Jesus ain't soft. Wait till he comes back the second time. First, first time, he a little baby. Some of y'all serve a little baby Jesus. You need to get him out that manger. He grew up. Some of y'all serve the suffering Jesus. Well, he suffered, but he, 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 he left there too. Some of y'all still got Jesus on the cross, got him in the grave. He left there too. Oh, but see, the one that's coming back now, his eyes are like a flame of fire when he comes back. A two-edged sword is coming out of his mouth. He's executing judgment in his church. He's kicking some devil butt. He, he's kicking, he's kicking tail and taking names. 
<laughs> he told the church, he says, repent. Qu- Y'all got to read Revelation. Repent quickly. I'm moving your candlestick. We're not going to have a meeting. We ain't going to Memphis. We're not going to have no convocation. Repent quick. Or I'm taking your stick out of his place. What you want to do? No. Okay. Next. So you serve that kind of God. You serve. So Jesus and the devil was having a fight. Matthew chapter 4. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, actually the original language says since, since you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Do a trick for me. Feed yourself. Watch this. But Jesus answered and said what? It is written. Now you see that? Now here's the living word taking the written word and speaking a living word. Now if the word needs the word to win the battle, what you and I gonna do? (laughs) The word use the word. If the word uses the word, you got to use the word. He told the devil, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And for you studying folks, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God is a rhema. Because it's spoken. Man doesn't live by bread alone. Every word proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him into a holy city, sets him on the pinnacle of the temple and says, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down. For it's written, he shall give his angel charge concerning thee. They shall bear thee up. That's like that foot against the stone. Uh, Jesus said to him, I like this, it's written again. Oh, no, I'm going to still see, I whipped you in the first round. Here's round two. It's like MMA, you got three rounds. Here's round two. It's written again. And so Jesus quoted the word, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again, the devil taketh him. Dr. Tony Evans said something really smooth. He said, sometime God will let the devil take you. Don't, don't be shocked. Let him take him. Because he know you got what it takes. Go and fight. Yeah, yeah, take, yeah take, take me to the edge. Take me to the edge where I was before. And watch God deliver me from that. Take me over here. Watch God deliver me from that. If he did it before, he can do it again. Don't be afraid to go to the edge. Because your Lord and your God is is with you. He take him to the exceeding high mountain. He said, I'll give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, get behind me. Satan, for it's written. He hit him with it again. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. Only him shall I serve. So the word of God in action, you see Jesus using that word. For the word of God, Hebrew says the word of God is quick. It's alive. It's it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder between the bone and the marrow, between the sword and the spirit. You don't read the Bible, baby. The Bible reads you. You don't read the word. The word reads you. There's nothing naked in his sight. Speak the word. The spoken word is your sword. Let that word come to you and talk back. Pastor Ferdy, you mean you want me to literally talk? I want you to literally talk. I want you to move your lips. What did Jackie's hand say to, to Chris Tucker? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Tell the devil, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. If God be for me, he's more than the world against me. 
What shall separate me from the love of God? Tribulation can't do it. Distress can't do it. Persecution can't do it. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Put that word in your mouth. Not in your head. Because it don't work in your head. But when you put that word in your mouth, that word becomes a sword. I used to tell folks, when you find out who you are in Christ, the things that used to chase you, you, you get to chase them. <laughs> the Bible says the devil left Jesus. <laughs> After Jesus put that whooping on him, the devil just like. <laughs> I'll see you again later. He said, yes, we will. And I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> be strong. Put on the whole armor. Put on all of this and stand. What can I do? What can I do practically? Get in the word. Bathe your soul in the word of God. That's, man, that's the awesome thing about having a website you can go back to. You can pick up all these sermons all over again. Hear them and keep on hearing them. Meditate. Be like the Bible says in Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted. Man, you get that word in your spirit. He become like a tree planted. When the devil comes at you, you can speak that word. He'll blow on that word. Oh, my goodness. Glory to God. Be strong. Put on the whole armor of God and stand. I'm going to end on this scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. You see, you need to know. Oh, I'm out here now, Pastor. You are not in a hospital. Why do you keep the church as a hospital? No, it's not. No, I, I hey. Now, I may not know as much Greek as Chip, but I know a little Greek. I have not found hospital or anything like it yet in the text. But I do see you're a soldier. You're, you, are, you, are, you are a soldier, and this is a warfare. Where I come from, they sing, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. They had it right. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. So because you are a soldier, you have, you, you have armor. And watch this. And because you are a soldier, you're in a fight. Second Corinthians 10 says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty. I got weapons that's mighty in God for the pulling down. That's violent. Pull down a stronghold. Cast down imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You have weaponry, man. You know, wipe your tears. Put on your armor. Let's get busy. Let's get Find out what God's calling you to do and to be and do it. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing has thought itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. I love this. And having readiness to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You need to know today that you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. can stand. 
it's not going to take me out. All this stuff going on, I got all kinds of emotions. Man, I, I just need to go lock myself in a room sometimes. Because some of the stuff I'm thinking, if one person say one thing the wrong way, it's going to be on. going to be on like neck bones. It's going to be on. So I said, Lord, let me just go and hold my peace. I ain't talking about my Smith and Wesson. I mean, then I, I'm sorry. I messed up. I, I got out the spirit. <laughs> the, the peace of God. Hold my peace. <laughs> and let the Lord fight my battle. In other words, I'm going to wait on the Lord till he gives me how to think right. And I won't say a word. See, you can't be reckless with your sword. You go cut your, the person next to you. You're all out on the battlefield just slashing. It. Can I give you one more point about this sword? It's not for slashing. That's not how you use the sword of the spirit. It's for puncturing. Everything is a kill shot. See, back in those days, a little slice on the, out on the battlefield ain't going to kill nobody. It may make them mad. It may, it may kill you. But what you deal with that sword is, and every time you hit something, they're dying because you can't repair a puncture wound on the field. So when you're walking in the sword of the spirit, it's not all willy-nilly. No, it's precise. So I'm learning how to be still, knowing that God's given me the armor. Show me where to stick the devil. Show me where to use this to bring my victory. Oh, man, you got to say it. I can stand. And we will stand. Put on the whole armor. We will stand. In Jesus' name. This is a good place to give the Lord praise. Come on and praise him. Amen.